everyone, welcome back to another episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. Before I read today's passage, I have had more messages, more reviews since uh, I recorded the last episode. Thank you ever so much for those people who've reached out and for those who've left a review, um, whether that's one of the little comments on Spotify or on Apple. Just remember that every time you do so, firstly, it helps inspire me to keep giving more, knowing that I am touching your lives and helping you. Um, you know, through, through what I can give you in this show. But also it does, of course, help the appearance of the show on other people's feeds. And, you know, obviously increasing popularity only helps me to be able to positively affect the lives of more people as well. With that said, on to today's episode. Reading from Book 4, Passage 26. You have seen that. Now look at this. Do not trouble yourself. Keep yourself simple. Someone does you wrong. He does wrong to himself. Has something happened to you? Fine. All that happens has been fated by the whole from the beginning and spun for your own destiny. In some, life is short. Make your gain from the present moment with right reason and justice. Keep sober and relax. Okay, so what Marcus is telling us here is how everything that we experience in our lives will ultimately serve us. Um, even those people that may do us wrong, in a way, they're actually going to serve us by, uh, well, firstly, teaching us to react the right way. Okay, we've talked on this on some of the recent episodes. We've talked about judgment, what it actually means. In a way, it's actually a compliment because if someone's judging you, they're actually seeing you as above them. There's a need to bring you down, level that playing field subconsciously. We've also touched on how the merit of you sort of responding to a person who's harmed you the same way you would to anyone else. That's therefore an assessment of your character, right? If you respond with sort of resentment, remorse, or what have you, then you're actually like showing um, fallibility to your own character. You know, if we are actually able to want to live justly, be good, that is to treat all people the same, right? And of course, do they really wrong you? It's only if you actually let them. When in reality, people who wrong you can actually massively serve you more so than those who just give you love and support. You see, there will always be this balance of challenge and support in your life. And what I'm going to do to help emphasize this is I'm going to go through like a number of the experiences in my own life, but I'm going to do this in a, not like I've done before. They're going to be just, I'm going to brush over them, right? Because I'm going to collate some of them together to just emphasize this point of how the whole is always working for you and you're part of that. So all the events that happen to you, are there to serve you, okay? How all those events that you may see as negative at the time, if you actually then follow what's guiding you inside by living in that present moment, you'll see the benefits of those events later on, okay? So each of the things that I'm going to touch on in this, you you know, it's you, you can hear the full stories, the longer details that where I've used them in previous episodes. But here we go. So, when I was at school, my parents broke up. And around that time, I just had this desire to 
improve myself and make my mum proud, right? So I went from sitting at the back of the class, like making pea shoots and stuff, to sitting at the front and going home and studying. Around that same time, I got the worst acne in the year. Like, literally the worst. Terrible, like, really, really bad. So this meant that from being you know, quite a popular guy, I was always in the football team and everything else. I still did that, by the way, interestingly. But... um went from being popular to about the most unpopular, one of the most unpopular people in the year, right? And as a child, that's hard to deal with. Obviously, I wasn't a philosopher at that time, right? But here's the thing. That sort of void that, that was created in physical appearance, you know, suddenly no longer girls were interested in me, even laugh, you know, <laughs> and my interest and what have you. That, that void meant that as soon as I started getting attention, you know, my early twenties, when I was obviously got really into fitness, developing my physique, my confidence increased. It was that atten- attention that I got then that, you know, in a way I did actually thrive on because it created a void because it was filling the void that had been created earlier in my life. Right. So that's one reason that that made that so important to me. And that like spurred me on to keep developing that physique and what have you. And I started, the acne went, I started to take more care in how I dress my hair and stuff like that. Now that stuff is important because it actually gave me my living, right? It gave me like, the thing that I loved the most then, like, you know, just, I was obsessed with everything, like training, nutrition wise, and that went on for like, you know, well, it's still with me now to an extent, right? But, um, you know, I had to learn everything and that, that gave me this incredible ability to have a career doing that, coaching other people, right? So that benefit to those times was massively realized later on. I think it probably also instilled in me a level of kindness and wanting to see people happy rather than people feeling the pain that I felt then, right? Now, I talked about my experience with, with um, car crash and stuff. Now, when that happened, that was New Year's Day 2017, and I, I've talked about a couple of relationships that I've been in since where, you know, I was, they were toxic, but I was being manipulated, didn't realise it at the time. I want to make it clear that at the end of the relationship before that car crash, you know, it, it was me, right? I, I broke up with a girl. Um, you can go see, hear the issues that he had and stuff on, uh, another episode. Um, but my decision to break up with her and, you know, for probably like a few weeks, felt on a crest of a wave, like a weight had been lifted very soon. I started, I started to go crazy, right? Again, this is before I got into philosophy and that's key, right? It was literally the, I'm not going to say self-obsessed fitness model, but I was much more like that than I am now, right? Um, but um, I, you know, just suddenly started missing, like everything was reminding me of her, right? I'd wake up even without clothes on the floor and stuff. And, and every, you know, suddenly after a few weeks, I started to go crazy. And it actually led me to taking an overdose at one point. Um, and this is probably like three weeks before the car crash. Um, after that, probably felt a bit on a crest away for about a week. And then it all started again, right? This turmoil in my head. I was having panic attacks. I was full of anxiety. The people around me were scared because they didn't know what to do. Cause it's, you know, even at that age, it's normally Adam we go to, right? Even though I wasn't doing what I do now, I certainly didn't have half the wisdom that I have now from the events that followed since, right? But, it was following that car crash and then, you know, feeling there's no way that I should have survived, let alone made the flight that I was chasing again. Listen to previous episodes for 
for that full story. Um, I won't go through and find them because you should listen to them all, right? <laughs> go back to number one if you're picking this episode up for the first time. But um, I sat on that plane after that car crash and um, made that flight somehow. And, and I just sat there and realised how stupid I had been. Um, the fact that I broke up with a girl because it wasn't right. And then I was doing this, putting this myself through this torment when I'd freed myself from something that wasn't right for either of us. But also realised, you, you're blessed with the most amazing life, Adam. You do what you love for a living. You're really good at it, successful at it. And you've been saved because you've got a bigger calling. And, you know, you're, the thing that you do helps people, right? It's not just, just about like making them look good for your like gratification and benefit, you know? So I think before then it was like my pride in sharing their transformation photos. So it was huge for me, right? But after them, and that's when I started to talk to my clients more about things in their personal life, right? And suddenly they'd I'd be you know, on the phone for an hour with someone because they're, they're going through a breakup, right? It's touching on that experience, but then also that, that feeling it gave me and what mattered to me um, ever since then was not like that, that before and after photo, but, but the words, you know, you've changed my life. Like that's, and it, it, that's what fueled me and drove me. That's, that's what it basically created a value shift in me of just seeing the like physiques, right? Admiring muscle, definition, body fat, what have you, to creating happiness, okay? And that's probably where, I wouldn't say I started getting into philosophy then, but it's certainly where I started looking at other things outside of fitness, you know, personal development and what have you, right? So all that pain that I went through after that breakup, the self-inflicted pain, Obviously, at the time, I couldn't control it. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? Someone could not control their mind that much. And now, obviously, look at what I do now, right? But, um, you know, this that's the beauty of it. That's what those things lead to, okay? So, uh, the next six, I think it's like six months after that car crash when my next relationship started, and a year, year after that, that's I've talked on this one again before, Um so then we get to sort of May 2018, June, and um, that relationship ends. But it, you know, it felt like I'd gone through a breakup each week and I didn't get it right. And put the, at that point again, want to make people happy. So she makes out she's unhappy. I'm, I'm feeling bad about that, right? Why can't I communicate this better? Why are we having these issues? Um, and it felt like we we're going through a breakup each week. And and the thing is, when that relationship ended, um, I was I was a shell of myself, you know. Um, I've you know quickly you could get over it. But the thing was, I remember at one point I actually just saw spots and wrinkles again looking in the mirror. I probably had about two spots then. <laughs> uh, but like, I, interestingly, for another reason, the police um, actually ended up at my my apartment. This is not, again, this is like four years before all this crazy stuff that I've spoke of that's gone on in my life recently before moving back to Stanford. It's actually when I first moved to Leeds because that girl was at uni there. Anyway, the police came around afterwards to my apartment. Um, they, it was actually her who called them and said, um, they actually came because they thought I was suicidal. 
And I was like, I have no idea what they were talking about. I'd never made out of suicidal or anything. Me and the girl weren't talking. But I think that was the reason because we, you know, it's like, okay, that's it. Now I stopped talking. And I'd end up with a police round, get back in my head. Maybe, and I actually said, I think, I think I'm supposed to be feeling suicidal. So I let, let them come in and I just gave the, wish I had these police officers a few years ago, by the way, because <laughs> I gave the phone to them. They looked at my phone, they looked through the messages, but they were there about 45 minutes and basically they were trying to get me to then report her because they said, you know, this is like the worst coercive control I've seen. She, she will go to jail, right? And I was like, I was blown away by this because I had no idea. Like, I, I thought it's just a toxic relationship, but I didn't understand any of the stuff on the mind or whatever that I do now, right? Um, so this like just all blew me away. And I, and I said, you know, I, I was fine though. Like it, such an on-off relationship. It, 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 you know, I think I didn't get a few months before anyway. She, I was going to say wormed way back here. I don't want to speak derogatory. You know, people who do things like that, obviously they have their own issues and, um, you know, but I did let it harm me, right? Because I love that person. But, um, it was, it was so, interesting you know what what happened after because the police did say you know she could do this someone else right we don't and I, I said I feel, yeah I didn't realize it intentional but I felt so I said I feel sorry for her you know and the thing is I've just started public speaking that's what I said at the time it's true just on my first public speaking event and I said I have other ways where I'll use this to help people and for good you know and I went away from that and in that pub public speaking my next public speaking engagement I actually shared on the screen a quote that I'd found somewhere and that quote was from a philosopher called Marcus Aurelius I had no idea who he was then but it got me studying it got me into philosophy I had to bit like um, before and after that car crash I had to understand what happened to my mind right so before that car crash and go crazy after that car crash I'm suddenly feeling really grateful for life I had to understand what, what what happened there to change that right and that's that led me into interest in psychology and then obviously this relationship and stuff led me you know really into it much more in philosophy like understanding how I've been made to feel like that over a period of time and then, of course, there's the element of understand it for yourself healing, right, as well. Um, it's, so, it, it, you know, th that at the time, obviously the last few years put, put sort of everything into a different context completely, right? Remember what I've said in the past about challenges. We go through greater challenges to prepare us for something. But at the time, it's the greatest challenge that I'd been through and uh, the greatest pain that I, I could remember experiencing. Um so whilst that may pale in comparison to some of the events that we've had over the last few years, that challenge and the, that car crash and that following relationship, that created for me, firstly, that passion to just make people happy, to realise that I've got a role on this planet to really help people. And then that second one just gave that absolute obsession into psychology and philosophy and the human mind. What creates happiness? You know, and I just got onto this mission with this stuff. And you can imagine how much of that influenced my work then with clients. You know, that led on to going to sort of seminars and, you know, particularly one like John D. Martini, massive influence on my life. Um, and, you know, I studied his work like crazy because he, he was the one who sort of introduced to me, if you like, this whole concept of, 
um, negative, any negatives that you experience in life will be balanced by positives. You just have to open your eyes to them. And, and because being as I was already kind of experiencing that at the time, it just set off so many light bulbs. And, you know, I talk about infatuation for a while. I had this guy on a pedestal, right? Because of his work it was so amazing. And I recommend anyone to go study it. But, um, the point of me saying this, and I'm not even going to touch on, <laughs> well, I can brush out, uh, yeah, I don't go over the stuff in the last few years because I've just done that in a recent episode. But again, you can perhaps imagine the benefits that are coming out of that as well. Cause that's only given me so much more like sort of strength of character, like understanding what the right thing is, following justice, wanting to help people even more, realizing, wow, I've got an even bigger, bigger calling. So I start writing books and stuff like this, right? The universe is just amazing like that. You know, you're part of this whole and everything that comes your way is actually to your benefit. Whether you see it or not at the time, those negative events, you're blinding yourself to the upside. And to take what I've just said here, apply that to your own life. Go back over anything that you have in your life that you're seeing as, you've seen as a negative and then think, what's it done for you? Because when you open your eyes to the positives, you balance your emotional state and that's where you have a feeling of love and gratitude. That's where you get inspired to do great work and to be the best version of you. And you know what else? Balanced emotions, not lopsided positive ones. Balanced emotions. When you see the positive and the negative to everything and you feel that state of gratitude, that is what happiness is. Because at that point, you're happy, as Marcus says at the end, in the present moment. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you have, please do leave a rate and review. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. It's Ads Fitness, A-D-Z-F-I-T-N-E-S-S on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I've also got my website address on the episode notes, as well as a donation link. Thank you to anyone who has made a donation so far to help me keep this podcast going. Really, really appreciate it. Um, so if you are in a position to give a donation, every little helps. Um, there is a link on the episode notes as well. Guys, thank you very much and I'll see you next time.